Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X with Exeter Chiefs. Things are heating up in the Premiership as the Chiefs take on Newcastle Falcons on Saturday the 23rd of March. Book your tickets today at tickethub.exeterchiefs.co.uk Do not adjust your dial. You are listening to episode 29 of Two Locks and a Cox with myself, Chris Bentley, the foundation stone upon which the Exeter Chiefs were built. The hoot of rugby, Ian Dunstan, and the dame of the realm herself, royalty Sarah Cox. On the field, Six Nations, the women draw with Quinns, England A Cruise, local rugby roundup, and DuPont in sevens. Off the field, when is a tackle a mall? And when can you charge a kick? And in the bin, intelligent mouth guards. Two locks and a cox. From Denham's Radio X. Yeah, hey, so how's everyone's weekend been? Fantastic. Very good. Cox, well, oh, no, hang on a minute, because I made an announcement last week about something we were going to talk about, and we didn't talk about it, and I oh. want to talk about it. We do that quite often, though, which is good. Yeah, but Lawrence Delalio, who's obviously got a massive oh, yeah. tax bill. That was two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I've done it for, I it think was, for three weeks. It was Courtney Laws <laughs> last week. No, but so, that, motorway. Yeah, mo- <laughs> how much of your dignity, what, what does Lawrence Delalio's dignity cost? Well, a- HMRC are pretty much the first creditor that anybody ever gets paid, so I don't know if you know, business goes boop, nobody gets paid... Uh, except for HMRC, so they're after him. And he had to take his top off and mm-hmm. put the full dad bod on show yep. for the motorway. I wonder if oh, yeah. this is a career path for me after my referendum <laughs> goes bang. <laughs> yeah. Tops off, Coxie, use OnlyFans, you'll do so much better. No no pride, <laughs> just sell it. A friend told me about Honestly, it. Honestly, no one would want to see that from me. Okay, oh. well, uh, well, so good weekend, Coxie. You were in the middle with... Um, Coldy, my my first ever club. Yeah, against yeah, London was. Scottish, one hell of a nail biter. Yeah, draw thirty three all. You sound was... really excited about it. <laughs> well, come on, you you were having a bit of a moan about the TMOs. I wasn't, and no, no, hang on, Coldy I wasn't moaning about wasn't TMOs. You said we're having a real issue in the game. No, I right. I, I highlighted the fact that last week we spoke about um, people wanting to reduce the amount of TMO interactions, and this seems to be the flavour of. Every game, oh, there's always TMO interactions, so on and so forth. This week seems to have been a little bit calmer. This week it was absolutely incredible. It was brilliant for the TMO. There was no, it didn't, it felt like it was used perfectly, but could have been used right at the end of one game, which we're going to talk about later. Yes, and no, no and interestingly, there was something that came out from Super Rugby that says um, about TMO interferences, and it was a, it was basically a headline of theirs saying how wonderful it was that we saw very little of the TMO. And I was like, that's interesting. So that got my brain thinking. And I was like, right, so we want to reduce the time in which TMOs come in and we're having interactions with them. Last time we did the stats on the England-Wales game, yes. two of those four minutes could have been chopped down. That was a technical issue. So that's two minutes. Then I thought to myself, oh, hang on a minute. I had a 57-minute half in my game on the weekend, mm-hmm. right? And I don't have a TMO. So... Were you just taking, hang on a minute, blue whistle. Hang on, guys, let me think about this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Were you having a breather? (laughs) Do my shoelace, do my hair. You look a bit tired there, mate. Have a blow. Yeah. (laughs) Let's have a drink. What, what took so long? In, I don't was there know. Injury? I don't know. Like there was a couple of injuries, um, which those those are unavoidable. There's a little bit of blood, but it just seemed to take forever. And and I timed it afterwards, and I thought to myself, "Hang on a minute, I don't have a TMO. Mm-hmm. I've got two ARs that make oh, quite strong." You've got a brand new ring that's glistening, haven't you? Look at oh, that. I've had that on for weeks. You've no only way. noticed it now. No way. Yes. Look at it. Is it even a decent rugby game if there's not a bit of claret though? You've got to have a bit of blood of you somewhere like that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about no, my ring. No, then. I was like, no yeah. Cox, Cox uses it. I mean, it could be yeah, a knuckle dust of the size of it. Um, so, yeah. No, and I thought, hang on a minute. I don't think the TMO interactions are a bigger issue as we think they no, are. No, I, I, I think you're making... It's confirmation bias. I've never had a big issue with the TMO. No. And, I, and you, there's possibly been a few headline writers that are struggling and have said it. I think we're okay. I prefer the word you used first off, which was interfering. Interfering. <laughs> yeah. Interference. You didn't mean it, but yeah. Interfering no, that's what it says. T- I think it says it. T- interfering. We, we, we don't mind a TMO. We don't like an interference. But did you enjoy the game? Coldy, try penalty, try and conversion to, to tie it up right at It the was end. great. It was actually some um, good rugby at times. Yeah. Um, it was sort of anything you can do, we can do too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it flip-flopped right the way through. And it, would, it was, Coldy came back in the second 
second half. It's like French, pretty late French Sandalwearer. Philippe Philop. <laughs> Philippe Philop. <laughs> which, oh, which incidentally, no, no I, I, I teed that one up because on the introduction we said that Ian is the hoot of rugby because long, long time um, pod fan oh, no. Annie Vernon sent this message in, which, uh, which, which we have to reference. And I'm, I'm feeling as, as I find Annie Vernon, silver Olympic silver medalist, world champion rower. Yeah, she said. <laughs> she, there's some gravitas the in this. By the way, love the pod. Ian at first intensely annoyed me, and now I think he's a hoot. He comes out with all these terrible, inappropriate dad comments and jokes. He's the star of the show. I sent that I to Ian. I would not go as far as to say he's the star was, of the there show. Was, there was a warning for the people of Exmouth <laughs> that this man with a massive swollen head was walking around. Yeah. No. I'm surprised you got in here today with your big ego. The, but the bit I was most pleased with was being intensely annoying. No, do you know what got me? It was the hoot. Yeah. I'm a bloody hoot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that is not how I describe you, Ian, as a hoot. <laughs> it's because you can't say beep on this. On this. Honestly. No, so, um, Coldy, London Scottish, it's at the rag, isn't it? The Richmond Athletic Ground. That's they it, share yeah. the ground. Yep. Yeah, uh, they still share the ground with them. Do, do any Richmond fans turn up? Or is it. Is it There's actually quite a lot of Coldy fans that were there. Coldy Ravers, they were one hell of a team. Cold, they, well, yeah. They're playing in London. They're, they'll all be. None of they them come down got, on the train. They told say, me they come down on the say, train. They won't be going back that day. They yeah, no, down. no, they come down on the train in first class, so they quite enjoyed themselves, yeah. apparently. Aye. Boozers. Yeah. Oh, so they're um, called the Coldy Ravers. Teams, teams have nicknames. They're the Ravers because they it, rave. They have a crack. <laughs> Matty Cairns is their coach who I used to. He used to be the boy at Wirral Grammar when I was at Coldy Grammar. Really? Yeah. Oh. We used to play against each other a lot, me and Kenzie. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. should have thought about that a little bit more with Exmouth because it's the Exmouth cockles. But if you happen to just roll the sh- roll the socks down just right, it's the Exmouth. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, yeah. Wow, where did they come? They missed the alls off. Well, because you want to be the like the Coldy Ravers, wouldn't you? Instead I mean, as, of known I, I, as the Exmouth. Can anyone can anyone Cop. think of a better team name? Like the Coldy Ravers is pretty cool. Do you know? I didn't even know. I just know them as Coldy. It's not it's not like formal, but everyone calls them the Ravers. Oh really? It's oh, Amtilla the dogs. No, who's the dogs? I'm still the mob, aren't they? The mob. Sale of the, the dogs. The Amtil mob. Yeah, Amtil mob, Sale yeah. of the dogs. Really? There's a yeah, cartoon I mean, about I did that. not know this. They all have clubs have names after themselves. Oh, wow. And the cockles minus the LES. Yeah. Well, I just see them on my appointments list that mm-hmm. says Coldy. Oh. Full stop. <laughs> I, I once did, um, we did, we did it we, when I was at Oral. Smoke we did, signals. We did it back yourself. We played Leeds away and we said, we're going to go out in Leeds. And um, I, I didn't manage to, to find a, a lady that would like to put me up for the night. And I ended up walking the streets of Leeds at four in the morning until someone woke up. And then, and then eventually why, found somewhere to stay. Why is there no part of that story that surprises me? <laughs> no, <laughs> Not he one bit. Nightclub kicked my, us out and I was on my, my own. I was like, oh, well, I'll just walk around for a bit. Just wait until somebody wakes up. Hello, you okay, don't know so, me, but can I have a cup of tea? Should we, <laughs> should he doesn't get, drink tea. Should we get into the six minutes? Just go along with the story. Oh, sorry, uh, okay. Should we get into the six minutes with seven no, minutes of filler? No, because <laughs> we haven't done any, like, chat-chat. We're having, we're just we're having chit chat now, love. Oh, okay, I don't know fine. where you've been. Mm. And, and Brad, Brad, the rugby god, has said he's rolling to, his eyes again. Uh, he, he said we've got to segue through. No, oh, yeah, we did a whole episode last week without saying segue. And not now once. you've said it. You're looking at me as if I've just. It's your word. That. No, no okay. it's not. I'm, I'm going to set the agenda. Six nations. Thank you. Ireland, Wales, thirty-one-seven. Did you see the clip? Of... Where Wales scored a try, and the and the ref was looking at it, and went no short. <laughs> oh really? No, I didn't see that. No, he was called short. No, I, I, I've forgotten who it was for Wales. I'm going to say it was um, the number eight, Rainwright. I'm, I'm sure he went round, hmm. scored, and the ref said, no, you're sure, and they, everyone carried on playing, and they went back and went, we should look at that again. I mean, it was immaterial, but huh. I thought I, 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 I was quite happy with my, my tipsters for this weekend. I thought Wales, they were dogged, they stuck in there. Ultimately, Ireland scored their final try, the fourth bonus point try with, like, seconds to spare. Did you see the clip, though, of um, there's the Irish scrum... And the um, loose head starts to drop his elbow and his flanker grabs oh, yeah. his elbow. Oh, yeah, Peter Mahoney pushes his elbow. Was that who it was? Yeah, he pushes his elbow. Nope, not today. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I've done that as a referee and I've touched an elbow to try and oh, get him up. because yeah. that, that, that was... We'll, we'll skip across. This is um, Christoph Ridley with three minutes to play in the Italy game. An Italian fella's going to come around the back of Morley. He goes, no, don't. And a few people have kicked off saying that... You, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have coached him in that moment. No, you always and, do that. No, but this is yeah. pe- people kicked off and said, "No, that's the point." Why? But, but you did a little bit about sometimes you'll lift an elbow. How far can a referee go? In where, where is there is there a line between coaching and um, refereeing? 
coaching, you know refereeing, I mean? encouraging. No, no yeah. you're telling them not to infringe, otherwise you'll penalise them. That's called management. So, yeah. yeah, management. Yeah. So sometimes there'll be the balls in the air, and one of their players has got, the, as in, the, the, it's all a mess on the ground. The ball's not hit the floor, and a player comes in. You're like, let go of it, because if you don't, I'm just going to give a penalty against you now. So you get you get your hands off, because it means that you don't then have to blow your whistle. Yeah, the amount of times I've had a player look up, I've penalised them, and they said, why didn't you just say something? Mm-hmm. And you go, well, that's a good point, actually. Why yeah. didn't I just say something? So you might. It's no different to when you get to a breakdown. You say hands away now. You yeah, just yeah. rather than because otherwise. And if you're in France, you say lâché. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, God. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. It's one of those, isn't it? It's like oh, okay. Dear. Okay. So we're um, no. Today. So we're so up. just just to go yeah. to back back to that point. It's about management of the game. Yep. Um, if you don't do things like that that people obviously don't notice all the time um you will have 40 50 penalties so just by just saying no that player appreciates not having to then go into a review on monday morning Mm -hmm. and say you gave away that penalty they listen to you and if if they don't listen to you and you say it a third time then yeah it's a penalty you've lost patience yeah 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 you've said get on side get to the back foot you like that they yeah, don't well, do how's it. it how's it any different to them get to the back them foot they do it yeah. again they don't get to the back foot and then they move and then it's okay. a penalty yeah. they've had two warnings okay. and the one you're talking about I think the nine actually heard the referee the nine go and grab, goes and grabs him from the side yeah. of the mall oh, and pulls the but, player black round there's again. another one where an Italian he grabs his he goes, mate's he grabs foot and he gives him a pulls him out of the way he just gets him out of the way of the breakdown he's having a breather he's like get out of the way he's like oh my god that really hurt and while we're on boots what about Porter to lobbing the uh, the boot away of the other guy. How, how many times have you done that? How many times have I done that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you see a boot or a headguard well, or anything, vunk, yeet. They, they introduced <laughs> a sanction, didn't they, if you start throwing people's headgear? Because it used to be a thing, you go through a mall, grab someone's headgear, rip it off and just chuck it. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. And anything to be a nose. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was basically the stop being a nose law. Mm. Yeah, if you see someone it. who hasn't double-tied their laces, bong, and comes the boot. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What, okay. what happened to the so, other day? Oh, I stood at a, a, stood at a scrum not so long ago and the um i caught the nine the back of the nine's knee you know when you go up behind yeah. someone and you drop your knees into oh, yeah. well i did it by accident by trying to step backwards and he goes whoop and then loses <laughs> sorry about that looks like i kicked his foot from underneath <laughs> I was like, oh, oh sorry, sorry. Oh, I'm pedalling backwards. Like <laughs> some of those amazing ones, like when a seven's on the uh, the other side and they just bat the ball back into the scrum with their hand. Nobody sees it. Scrum carries on. Oh yeah, all that little menaceries. Well, you, you say that. Um... Leicester won the bloody Heineken Cup on the back of uh, Neil Back, but so yeah, somebody does see it sometimes. Um, so, are we happy with Island Wales? Any comments on that one, Cox? You were obviously referenced. You didn't see it, did you? No, I didn't. No, no. no. no I don't, Ireland, was... Ireland just continued their unstoppable march towards the Six Nations. Wales it's... played really well to begin with. Um, I thought it was a it was a, a half time score. Wales would have been happy with. Mm-hmm. It mm. just in the second half, Ireland then just opened up. I, I think they had a next, much stronger bench. It's Ireland at Twickenham next for England, isn't it? Yes. I mm-hmm. think England could be very close in that one. Really? I don't disagree England, with England, you. England have shown, so we'll, we'll look at the England game next. England England have shown that they're not really playing very well and very much like the World Cup. They just sort of stick in there. Yeah. And, you it's know, just not pretty rugby, no, is it? No, it's not. The dogging out wins. And and Borthwick saying we're building. Not. <laughs> he's got he's got he's got Dan Cole on 110 caps, Danny Kerr on 99 caps, Ladies on 50. He's not rebuilding. He's got one other team, and he just there was somebody said, and I can't think where it was. It's like England are an orchestra, but they're all playing a different song. Yeah, I watched it, but Dan Cole, do you know what? He's a really old man. I watched this kick through, and Dan Cole was one of the first people there, yeah. and that is outstanding work for a prop mm-hmm. to be to be there inside the opposition twenty-two on a long deep kick. It, it, they put some effort in that. I don't. I don't think you can fault work rate at the moment, no, can you? No, the, the, the effort is there. Yeah, it's 100%. just it's just really clunky and disjointed. And yeah, it's just not did, pretty. Rugby. He did trust our, our man Manny to come on this week, though. He did. Oh, yeah, how play. good! I, <laughs> how yeah. good! For the record. I'd like to be correct. I'd like to apologise because I was thinking he was just getting. They were going to trap him with a cap and he was going to disappear. He came on and he was the real shining. Beacon. And did you see how far off his wing? Completely off his wing, like that. Right, I'm coming hunting for the ball here. Yeah. It was very, you know, Jack Nowell-esque. I was going to say it's gonna, very Jack Nowell-esque, wasn't it? And then but, he picked a gap, but but he didn't pick a gap like a mismatch. He picked a gap between the defence of two uh, of two. Centers. It was three on three, and he just went straight through. Yeah, yeah. gas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But he hit the ball at pace, and he mm. came from behind, sort of, you know, on a blind line almost. It was. Brilliant. Although you, you also have to applaud. I mean, Manny was magnificent in his in his brief cameo. Duham van der Merve is just on another level. Oh yeah. 
He's big, you? Ian, he's as big as me and you. He's six I know foot he is. five. He's yes. huge. I stood next to him. I was like, you look a lot massive. smaller on the telly. He is massive. He is. He's and he's, really big. And he's got gas. And Slady had almost the angle on him. And, yeah. and his acceleration was like, ooh. And Andre Esterhazen, he's mm. the same. He's yeah, a he's six huge five, and he, human. Yeah. Although on the flip, I think that once you're over six foot four, if you're playing the backs, there's something wrong. You should be in the forwards. Yeah. No, it's just because you're jealous. Yeah. yeah. Tell yeah. Matt Banahan that as well. I did straight to his face. I looked up for him and went, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he coaches the Scotland women now. He Matt. does. You're uh, a failed second row. <laughs> ouch. Ouch. He's a good lad. <laughs> he looked down at me and went, yeah, thanks, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so England, Scotland. Scotland deserved winners. And England were... Not really at the races, but I've just got a sneaking suspicion Ireland are indestructible. Are going to come to Twickenham? It's going to be rammed, and I think England are going to push them close. Now, did I watch this once in my man cave because I like watching rugby by myself on a big screen? But someone messaged me the next day asking me to explain the difference or when a mall was formed and did a referee need to announce it? Was it over the England game? There was this slight controversy yeah. that we're people gonna, didn't understand. We're going to talk about that a bit later on. I've got okay. that in my in my um, I, off the I, field. I don't remember seeing it. We have, we have one it of was the a best, problem. We have one of the best referees in the world. We'll we'll talk us through that. But let's go to our final Six Nations. Um, uh, France, Italy. Who saw that one? I watched that too. I, really, I did. I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought the Italians were like Gandalf in the first half. They should have been thirty points down, but they defended. Like also, also, no just before business. we go any further, big shout out to Christoph. Christoph Ridley, absolutely. First Six Nations game, brilliant. Fair play to I mean, him. To, to, and, but he doesn't know how to talk to Tempo correctly. He went tempo. He didn't do. How does he say? Hey, tempo, mate. And we got something for the for the sim bin. Because yeah. um, there was like a delay, wasn't it? Tempo, tempo. Is there anything going on? The silence. And then and, and then someone must have but noticed him and gone. Uh, mate, I think I think he's trying to talk to me. Is that trying to talk to me, Christoph? No, he's talking in the background. You just can't hear it. It's not being aired. Let us have our own little. Our own okay, I'll let you have your own little thing. No, but I was amazed. The man called Christoph can referee a game in France. Yeah. Christoph, he was brilliant. <laughs> oh no, tenuous, tenuous. Oh no, as soon as you got a name from that country, you know it's French, <laughs> doesn't it? But do you know what? he was? He was really good. And what I particularly liked was the he nailed the scrum, which is such a hard thing for any referee to do. Um, uh, and with France, with such a dominant size in the scrum, because they picked. Um, to Alangi, didn't they? Who's the and size then, of and a then small they country? Roman Talfafina on, yes. who is even bigger. Who, yes, uh, and it was really technical, and he picked them up on really technical bits. I like that. Yeah, no, he does. He's, he's. Do referees have scrum coaches? Yeah. Come on. So who, who, who's your scrum coach? I don't personally at the moment. What? Um, but who has some, been your scrum coach? Um, have more. It's more. I've bounced ideas off people. Okay. I'm, I'm sort of coming into the point in my career that I probably will have someone at some point mm -hmm. um, but a couple of the lads do I know Wayne used to you work on pictures though don't you yes so you if you see uh, uh, hips out you know that uh, and a scrum moving you know that he's probably boring yeah and, and you, you work through processes as well um, and then you work through what telling a story effectively what does the story tell you of what's happening at the scrum in its rawest form there's obviously a lot more detail that but goes into it there but... are there are there are subterfuge that goes in because we used to have a call milk so we, we, we always used to pride ourselves on a good scrum and sometimes we go, right, this one will go milk. And and, and we'd drop all, it to the floor. Literally, as soon as they hit, we'd all back off. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. it'd be early engage and we'd win a penalty. Yeah. Just just keep refs on there. there is this is where it's so difficult for referees, especially, is because the teams are cheating at every opportunity. We used and, to and hit you, and take a step left. We talk about we talk classic. about the picture. You're painting a picture of oh look they're, they're hitting early and, and you say we know we're a dominant scrum so they're going to try and hit us early and we you, know we're going to take them out. The amount of then... times I've heard that I know. we know we're a dominant scrum. The minute you say that, you're like, oh uh, right, yeah, yeah, every one of those here days. We go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you, you that one when everyone you engage, then everyone takes just half mm. a step left. And Every, everyone forgets that us as referees, we will do our preparation as well. So yeah. what that we will go back over footage. We will look at what has happened in previous games, in fixtures that that same fixture, but earlier in the year, and um, you <laughs> you know what teams do you do before You're... before you get into the changing room we say yeah. oh we're a dominant scrum well yeah. i've already done my footage i've already looked at stuff and i didn't see that what you don't have obviously when you're refereeing is you're there on the ground the other sixty thousand referees watching on television um not the one with the whistle have spider cam which is the best view of any scrum oh, if you could if you as a referee could just watch spider cam because you can tell fascinating you, you can't get height from it and that's one of the things and then christoph talked a lot about height as did yeah. all the six nations refs this weekend 
Yeah. I mentioned them saying a lot, keep your height, keep your height, it's keep your being height. being able to scrummage at height. Yeah, so yeah. They, they did describe that because obviously that's trying to stop it going to the floor because everyone's going to go low. Yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of height mentioned this week, but the spider cam just gives you that pure angle that you can see because it's physics, isn't it, essentially? A scrum is that yeah. you've got one, two, and three, you know, lefty, lefty loosey, righty, tighty, and you're always going to have a mechanical advantage on that side. Yeah, and, and look, you talk about height and you talk about the principles in which you'll be looking for as a referee. Um, just to, to relay back to the players, look, the, these are the things that are, are going to be my non-negotiables that I'm looking for from, from you guys. Let's buy into that process and, and, and work on it. But we don't get it right every time. But no. we do do a lot of preparation the, around that stuff. For the people who don't quite, you know, they, they sort of understand it. Obviously, your right-hand side is where you have your, your tight head and your bigger lock, don't you? Your bigger second row is always on the right-hand side. And as a team, you always try, want to try and get the right-hand side up because then it opens up the uh, the back row and, uh, and a better pass away from a scrum, which is why you're always seeing that competition to try and get the right head up forward and rotate the scrum that way. And obviously, the opposition are trying to stop you do that. It's very true. Wow. I'm a right-sided second row. My whole career was on my right side. I, I can't know, sleep on my right shoulder. No, I know that's a fundamental thing Ooh. of like scrummaging that we know, but actually, you know, a lot of people watching it wouldn't understand why it's there. And to the people that know, then great. For those who don't, well, the dark arts of the scrum, yeah, exactly that, or what what it's trying to achieve. It's a great way of restarting the game. We've said it's there to allow the mongs like Chris and I to actually play a sport, um, uh, and yeah, we love it. Mm-hmm. So back to the France game. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it's that that I think is what um the rugby world is looking for. Yeah. I, last weekend I was moaning because I thought the six nations was You were crap. bored, weren't you? This yeah. weekend I really enjoyed it. All all the games were entertaining. Yeah, they were fun. My the, um, my Domino's pizza didn't turn up on time. I watched I, I was on the rower for the whole of the um Italian game. Were you? Yeah. Pull, so, yeah. I pulled a half marathon just for crack. So Vincent decides to go and play rugby in France, not do- <sighs> delivering pizzas. Some pizza Mate, Ross late. Vincent is yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> your normal pizza. How good was Ross Vincent? Can we just say that? He's 21. Uh, he is a, I mean, he's he a machine. Al- he has also confirmed that pizza delivery is not off the No, books. and I love that. That's <laughs> such an extra chief thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? It's stay just humble. like stay yeah, humble. Exactly. <laughs> stay humble. <laughs> Deliver my pizza. The problem is you've got Rob's now got a challenge because you've got Ross Vincent is start well, I mean there's been a few injuries, but he's starting for Italy. And then we'll move across to England A and you've got um Fisalau is coming off the bench playing for England. And well let's talk about can we talk about the England A game? Yeah. Yes. I was really sad. Yeah, it, I, I, it, it was a shame. Ian said, well, I sent you the YouTube link, which, I put, YouTube on, which link. I put on the Chiefs group, and it, it gained a bit of traction, which is nice because I think it's important. And there were there were three lads, uh, four lads playing, three of which scored. But, um, but the, the, the players, the players in the Portuguese team that are professionals in France, one plays for Macon, one plays for Rouen, one plays for Albi, Massey, and Floriac, which is probably federal, unfederal, dirt. So you're talking fourth, third and fourth division. Oh, so this France. is like National 1, National and the, 2. And those are the players that were in that Portuguese team. Oh. Which, so, which did show, unfortunately. And, and yeah. Portugal are in the midst of the European nations, so that their first team is playing in that. They've probably got protected group of players to back up the first team. So you're talking a third-choice team playing against a full-time England team that just battered them. And yeah. it was just sad. There was a lot of high hopes for that game as well, wasn't Look, there? It's really, it's a real difficult one. I, I don't know where the boo-boo was, if it was the RFU with timing, not thinking about it, or, or World Rugby or whatever. It was great to see an England A side back out again. It's nice to see that this young talent gets a chance to do stuff. Um, but it's, having, having, been in the, having been outside of a squad myself, and then you get a game and you play against the team and you absolutely batter them, and you go to the coach and you go... We just battered them, and the coach goes, "Yeah, but they were village. Yeah, they were litter." And you can, you can <laughs> yeah, what, what more can I do? Yeah, yeah. So you've got a load of guys that have played really well, but it means absolutely nothing because the England team are playing the elite tier, and then the second tier are playing a, a bunch of farmers and third division French rugby players. I, I don't think it means nothing. I think no, it, it gives no. them a chance to be in this spotlight. And obviously, I look at other rugby groups, the good, bad, and all of those things there, and the, some of the really terrible ones. And a lot of them were talking about how good did uh, Josh Hodge look, and mm. isn't it great to see um, Rossi uh, Tuima showing Tuima and, England have got their own power I, second row. Yeah, I saw someone on, and I don't even know if it was a Chiefs fan, was like, Tuima over Itoji. And I'm like, 
Oh, that would be a big call, but because uh, no, Toji's you, you not put, been you, playing you, as well play, as he you has. You play a Toji with Tuima. Mm. Toji would run your line out, and Tuima would run your scrum. Yeah, I th- and I think what you've what you've got with Toji, regardless of whether you think he's performing or not at the moment, he's a man that's weathered pretty much every storm. Yes. Mm. So you know that if you are going to have to go to the trenches, he will. He he's been Absolutely. there before. He knows how it works, and he knows how to to get out the other side. Whereas Tuima, I think, is the other side of that starting his journey and if you were to pair the two of them together then I think you get a nice combination but I don't think you could do a like for like I still think Martin's there and you know watching what he did in the uh, in the World Cup and what he can do you know Mm. what he does for Leicester every week yeah and yeah watching him absolutely batter people he's an evil evil tackler Eve, I've never heard that before. You're evil tackle. Oh, you because he he just he coming marmal- from the hoop to rugby. He just marmalizes people. <laughs> it's like that going. Bloop. <laughs> hoop. Oh, yeah, yeah. So any 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 other thoughts on the England Day game or the or the Six no, no, Nations? Let's or go. Game? Let's go. Are we going to talk about in the bin this um uh, the end of the France? Well, no. Game what was? I'd like to do is just quickly. Um, have, a t- have a talk about um, Exeter Chiefs women who played at home against Harlequins. They did. I was um, mildly inebriated on Friday night, ended up staying at Tony Rose Hotel and saw a load of the Harlequins women and said, yeah, you could get battered somewhere or you're rubbish. Oh, God, <laughs> did you? That, it was all, they oh, all took it in good humour, wow. to be honest. They did. Uh, you think they did? No, they did, genuinely. You think I will... I will... I, we're, I will we're, ask. We're, I will we're, ask we're, some we're, people. Uh, um, Laggy Tweema. So um, yeah. she was there, and I was like, "Oh, mate, I love your brother because he makes me feel petite. He's one of the few <laughs> men in the world that I can stand next to and go, you 'You're massive.'" No, she didn't. She said, "No, you don't." <laughs> she genuinely, so I had no. a little chat with them, and Look, I said, "Oh, you're gonna have a tough day tomorrow." But was yeah. the 19 all? It was. Yeah, it was like you said the other day. It was oh, just earlier on. It was a flip flop game, and I don't think it was a, the best game of rugby to watch. Mm, but mm. It, it because there were lots of silly handling errors yeah, yeah. and it was like oh, they, I mean the ball hit the floor a lot yeah um, but you know for Quinns have really played well the second part of the season they have they started they off have, terribly yeah. and they put some results together so yeah. I don't think it'll be a surprise to anybody no um, they, did they have injuries at the start of the year um, I'm not sure if I'm being honest. I'm not sure what was going on. Because they've hit their straps and it was good yeah. to see they'd, t- they'd travel up the night before, resting up, making sure, you know, they yeah. made a proper game of it. 14-12 at the half. We've only lost to them once still, so it's mm. one loss, and however, seven seven wins and now a draw. Yeah. To chuck No, I, th- I think it's good and I think it's good for the league as well. Is yeah. You're getting changes Quins again. Queens and Bears are starting to push the top four. Yeah, there's, there's teams that are starting to push other teams that you wouldn't expect mm. and, and things. So, I think it's, it's it's good. It's good. It's I good like to see C-Mac getting a score again. C-Mac, yeah. He's in the mix. Galee coming yeah. in and um, Katie Buchanan got the all-important scores. Yeah. Obviously, friend of the pod, Gabby Contour, missed the final conversion, which was good to win. Wow, you had to drop that gaps. in there, didn't you? That, no, to be honest, it's never on the kicker. If it's down to a kicker, then as, as it was for the Italians, they should have done more in the, in the more, We'll talk about this. No, yes, yes and no. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Ian's, Ian's got Ian's got a bee in his bonnet. Before I don't get, have a bee in my bonnet. I've got a whole herd of them. Right, well, before we get to, <laughs> before we get to Ian's herd of bees uh, and our local rugby roundup and in the bin and off the field, let's take a little break. We'll come back with a message from our sponsors in a moment. Two locks and a cocks. From Devon's Radio X with Exeter Chiefs. Things are heating up in the Premiership as the Chiefs take on Newcastle Falcons on Saturday the 23rd of March. Book your tickets today at tickethub.exeterchiefs.co.uk Hey Dave, it's great to chat to you today. We had a a fairly busy weekend of England, Scotland and uh, some controversial decisions which we chat about in the pod. We had um, the the women played and, uh, against... Uh, Harlequins and, and had a draw, the first draw, I think. So, uh, yeah. Second it, it, draw, actually. Second draw. What with Quins? Uh, no, it's their second time they've ever drawn. First time with Quins. Um, okay. So, yeah. So they, they drew a game against Wasps uh, at the end of 2022, so a couple of years ago. RIP Wasps. Yeah. So go on then, hit us. So, yeah, so the, the women travelled to Gloucester this weekend uh, to play Gloucester Hartbury. Um, always seems a bit unfair that they're playing two teams rather than just one, but uh, there you go. Um, weirdly, uh, Chiefs have got a better record, the women have got a better record away at Gloucester Hartbury than they have at home. So they've never beaten them at Sandy Park and actually Gloucester Hartbury are the only team to have won there, won at Sandy Park in the last three years. Um, other than Chiefs, of course, um, but up at Gloucester and Hartbury, they've um, Chiefs have won three, lost two. 
those two defeats were the first ever Chiefs game, uh, Chiefs women's game um, in the in the Premier 15s as it was then, and the other one was last year's final. So one understandable defeat possibly, and one absolutely um, yeah absolute hammer blow of a defeat. Um, so hopefully that's a positive thing, although it could even itself out to be three, uh, three wins, three defeats. Um, so if, if they lose, so maybe it's not that good an omen, but um, it feels like they've, they've got a decent performance in them around the corner for me. Um, Six Nations, obviously, uh, from an England perspective, quite a disappointing weekend. Um, Scotland have now have won four on the bounce against England. That's the first time they've done that since 1896. Just to put that time in context, that was before the modern Olympics. The first of the modern Olympics was uh, in Athens that year. Um, it was 13 years before Twickenham was opened and 29 before Murrayfield was opened. Um, that's now five wins since 2018 for Scotland against England. They only won four games against England between 1990 and 2017. Ouch. Don't remind me. It's still there yeah. in my side. And- and and in history, they've only beaten England 44 times and 10% of those have been in the last four years. Um, so, uh, Duan van der Merwe scored the first championship hat-trick since 1969, so since someone's been to the moon, basically. And um, it's the first for Scotland against England, ever. Um, Hang on, there have uh, been no hat-tricks scored in the Six Nations since what date? Uh, 1969, apparently. First wow. one in the championship. Yeah, it just shows how tight those games are. Yes. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking. Um, so, yeah, just absolutely mad. Um, and I think the other remarkable one this weekend is Italy. So they lost by 53 points uh, to France in the World Cup um, a few months ago. And yet were able to draw and, and possibly should have won. Um Obviously, that's mainly the main difference. I think we can put that down to his Chiefs' uh, very own Ross Vincent, uh, playing at number eight. He made 18 tackles against France, which was the joint most, and uh, made 40 meters from six carries, and was wow. just absolutely. Ev- I don't know whether it's because he wears a scrum cap, so you can see him all the time, but he just seemed to be absolutely everywhere all the time. Yeah, brilliant. And it was his first start, and he played 80 minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah, played 80 yeah. minutes, and was yeah. just absolutely everywhere the whole game, wasn't he? Just buzzing yeah. around. Um, and. Uh, oh. Yeah, and then the final bit is Ireland, and, and we've said before, um, and say again, there really, really is only one team in the championship this year. So Ireland's three games, they beat Italy by 36 points, Wales by 29, and France by 21 points. The other six games have been settled in the championship this year by 19 points in total. Stats don't lie, do they? Yeah, it is really just one team in it and five others just scrapping for not avo- not coming last, um, it feels like. So Scotland probably feel a bit hard done by by that. But um, but yeah, it really is one team in it at the moment to me. Yeah, very much so. And uh, and the Welsh don't care who wins as long as everyone beats England. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's that's the general opinion in the from a non-English perspective in the tournament, isn't it? <laughs> we, we can deal with that there. So, so yeah, not a, not a lot of rugby on this weekend apart from uh, the women playing. The Six Nations takes a break. There's no uh, there's no other sort of men's rugby. Um, we talk about no. the under. The, we talk about England A, the Saxons, and that was great. We had three chief scorers in that, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely brilliant that. And yeah, lots of, and of course, Manny scored a try for England. So, yeah, so that, which is brilliant as well. So that's obviously his first international try. So uh, his second appearance. So that, which is brilliant as well. And the number of minutes on the field will be something crazy. So you'll have to work that stat out for the next game. Yeah, I, th- I think he's played uh, twenty minutes of international rugby. So, but by the time he, tri- he scored that try, he was about six minutes. I think, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, something, if that, I think, I didn't even yeah. notice him come on until suddenly burst through a gap and was going over, but um, yeah, I think him and Ross Vincent must be thinking how easy international rugby is really, wasn't it? Exactly. Cool, well, so next week we'll, we'll catch up with uh, with something, we'll have to have some uh, stats on the uh, the women's win at Gloucester Hartbury, which will be good. And, yeah, and we uh, can start to get pessimistic about England, uh, I yes. guess probably the other thing. Exactly, that's brilliant. Thanks a lot, Dave, catch you soon. Hey, no problem, see you next week. 
Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X with Exeter Chiefs. Things are heating up in the Premiership as the Chiefs take on Newcastle Falcons on Saturday the 23rd of March. Book your tickets today at tickethub.exeterchiefs.co.uk. Well, that was from Statman and another great message from the people at Radio X and Exeter Chiefs. Did you have Chiefs. a tipple in that break as well? That came out all slurred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I didn't. I had, I, had a few, I had a few too many drinks on the week on Friday night, but I'm, I'm no, back didn't. in the game. did. Okay. Well, have you seen the before and after photos? Yeah, I know, but it was a great night. It was. It was good. Not working um, networking thirteen. Yeah, so no, I didn't we... get an invite for that. I'm just yeah, you saying. did. You've no, always I got an invite. Not. Did you not? Did you want to you did not invite me? You were down to referee a game of rugby. You said you were away. No, nope, yeah, I did not. You went. When did you go down to London? Saturday. You could have come on Friday. I'd have had you as a celebrity guest. We yeah. We had, oh yes. Dame. So we've secured one hell of an interview, Dave Sylvester. Um, tweet. So we're going to get him in in a couple of weeks. He was um, SNC strength and conditioning at Chiefs. Uh, he went to the England job, did England for a bit, came back to Chiefs, and then he went to Fiji on like a missionary role. And, and honestly, some of the tales he's got to tell. We 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 won't talk about anything else. I'm just I'm just going to interrogate Dave Sylvester. <laughs> Unreal bloke. Poor Tweety. Man. Un- he's called Tweety because he genuinely looks like Tweet- Tweety by. No, really. Yeah, he's got yes. a massive head. Not that his I'd surname's Sylvester. Had... No, he looks yeah, like Tweety no, Pie. Yeah, no, it was more the Sylvester he's got, thing. He's got that a tattoo of Tweety Pie, and he has got a massive head like I a Nissan. I introduced Catherine knows his wife really well. I introduced Catherine to him, and I went. Does he live or, in Exmouth? He does. Yeah. yeah. Dave or David? Catherine went. Oh, Dave, David. He went tweets. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't realise he's so northern. I said, oh, he's proper northern. He's proper northern. He is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, not like cut, this pretend northerner. Cut the games to account for this weekend. Um... In the National Cup semi-final under-18s, Mill Hill School, which I believe feeds Saracens, are playing Ivory Bridge Community College. Harry Westlake's running out uh, in the back row for um, Ivory Bridge, fan of the pod. So we're looking forward to that one. They've got a great setup down there. Haven't they just? Great setup. And also, Friday Night Lights, if you're about near Timmouth, um, the Exeter Chiefs under-16s are playing against Bristol. And... um, who have we got? Josh Pratt, who is also a friend of the pod, is running out loose head prop. So two There's some cracking names so in the Chiefs. Hang on. I just want to give a shout out to some of these Chiefs guys because I actually got a message of this Chiefs under, uh, under-16s team. Have you got it ready yet? I have. You ready? Here we go. How about this for a name? If, if, this could possibly be the best name. I'll say the name and you tell me what position he's playing. Solomon Plowman. <laughs> he's got to be a prop. His second row. It's Solomon Plowman. What a name. Oh, brilliant. So mine are two two of our friends. Oh, um, well, I'll stop on that one. I was going to carry on with Rocco Summers. Second, he's a <laughs> rock and roll second row. That's oh, one hell of a second row. Rocco, Rocco Summers and Solomon Plowman. That is the best second row partnership I've ever heard of. Brilliant. Okay, sorry. Two of our on. friends. So Dan Parks of Mako. His son's just got under 18 counties on, I believe, as well as playing for the Chiefs. And Steve Shady Lane. His uh, his lads also played England counties under eighteen. They both got their first cap. Two very proud dads, and it's lovely seeing the next generation there learning things from their dads, carrying Love on it. traditions. Love it because <laughs> they'll teach them the, the bad things that get. Sorry, the really good fun things that should probably be cancelled but won't. Uh, also in the local rugby, um, Blackheath beat Plymouth Albion thirty four twelve. What's happened to Albion? Uh, I think there's a Come few on, injuries. Chris. Yeah, it's, it, it, well. Bring the, back Bentley. I wouldn't say that. And um, Taunton, day. Taunton Titans. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Taunton Titans got absolutely rinsed at Nick Easter's chin at eighty points to ten. Woof. And Al- Taunton are now eight points from safety with the the, the the pathways running out, so they need to get some wins quick. That'll hurt Yappy. That will. Yeah, Chinna are level with Rams. They're eighteen points clear of Mosley in third, so it's a two horse oh, race. Oh right, okay. In, oh, um, this is literally a two horse race. Yeah. yeah so that, wow. that's exciting. More on the local scale, uh, OPM. They guaranteed their survival in Counties 2 with a 40-0 win over Withercombe, which, considering they lost 99-0 in January to Torquay, shows that they've had a bit of a turnaround. Good gracious. And then my favourite local team, South Moulton beat Argham 36-21, having been 21-7 down at half-time. Oh, bring up what the Moulton. What about that? Look Mighty at that. Moulton. Mighty Moulton. That's a team talk. That's moly, isn't it? Half time. Well, do you, you, you have team talks as referees? Oh yeah, so, not 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 like team talks. We don't go in like beating our chests and stuff. No, you but, know, sort of getting fired up. There was a, <laughs> Could you imagine? Here we go, boys. Oh, Andy, and when we were always talking about some of these team talks, Andy Craig, he was playing for um, uh, oh, I can't think what it was. It was St Pat's Rugby League somewhere in somewhere in the northwest, and the coach came in and he held one fist in the air and is them and he held his other one. Is us and he smashed them together. He goes, mm, and, and then, then off he out. went. 
Amazing. No, I don't do that either. I, I had to bleep it all out. I suddenly realised I couldn't say anything. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, well, yeah, you definitely... <laughs> oh. But that was his team talking, running, didn't it? Here's us, here's them. And, and then off he went. That sounds just like Tony Emmons, the man of Exmouth, well, and his great this, team talk. Tony, Tony team oh, he's talk. done things like a ping-pong bat, and he's done a thing about a ping-pong bat. You're like, what are you going... And another one, squirrel. And it's like, what are you talking about? We have no idea. Wow. The standard one's like Waterloo, isn't it? Well, you know, the Battle of Waterloo. Well, this today is your Waterloo. It's like, wasn't that a battle at sea? I can't say I do this and... as a referee. Oh. To, to get... <laughs> Sammy, Sammy's other ones are all we went. It's about the three Ds, lads. Desire, defence and commitment. <laughs> yeah, I've told that one before. That's brilliant. That was Sammy. That's so oh. good. Oh. I love so stuff good. like that. When you just lose your head. Oh, no. Yeah, okay, brilliant. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. no. No, we talk? just we talk about what is happening in the game. Yeah. Um, and what the game plan was and if we're sticking to the game plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but quite like similar in some respects about what you do as a player. You'll sort of go over your threat areas. It's quite cerebral, and... isn't it? Once once you go pro, you have less of these ridiculousnesses. Correct. And it's yeah, like, you, it's take a breath. down to business. Yeah, you, you're, do like, you do the communal breathing like a lot of teams are doing? No. Um, what I'll do is give a couple of minutes for everybody to sort of grab a drink, go for a wee, mm-hmm. come back grab your breath and then I will tend to go in an order so the order will start normally with the things that you can sort of just tick off yep okay today breakdown not an issue we're happy with that everybody happy with back lines yeah okay cool and then you'll sort of walk into more the the sort of nitty gritty of it all so what's what's causing you not problems I guess but what what's a focus area where do we maybe need to tweak certain things uh, is there anything that we need to tweak? And then sometimes at halftime you're like, nope, this is how we expected it to go. We're stuck, sticking to the game plan. Let's keep the work rate up. Do, and- you have, do you have to tell an AR to back off the mic? Have you ever had an AR that's like, Coxie, got uh, something going on over here, got something going on over there? Like, mate, genuinely, just, I'm the ref, shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can sometimes. <laughs> you just tend to pull the pull the microphone out. Normally the, <laughs> normally the TMO, like, no, we don't want to hear it, let it go. Sighting can do no, because I could Im- I could imagine, especially when you go up the levels, and, and there is a pathway for referees. Lower and... down the the levels, you, yes. Well, you don't um, have them, do you? At uh, well, no, you do at below, national one and two. Uh, yeah, below that, and that's it. Um, no, but but national two, you'll have some up- upcomers that are fancying themselves correct. for a fast track, and they're trying to make decisions like, look, let me referee the game. Correct. You you don't. Do you, you have don't to have want... a word? Yeah, you, you might say, okay, look, let's just make sure that we're focusing on the calls that we need to come in right. um, and just nice. making sure we're getting the balance of communication so that we, we keep the, the sort of comms clear. Mm-hmm. Chris, um, and that is why Sarah is the dame and doing so well and has done so well in her career because mm-hmm. you and I would go, Dave, I just don't need you talking to me. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go, Dave, shut up. I don't care. No, I, I, I am sure going, there are people. I'd have totally walked over and gone, keep... here's the whistle. Do you want it? Why don't you take the whistle and I'll run yeah. the touch. Right? I've asked and... a member of the crowd if they want the whistle before. Yeah, I have. A parent, yeah. <laughs> a parent of a junior game. Very and Sarah's going, I'd ask them to keep the channels clear of communication, <laughs> which is a really nice way <laughs> Dave, shut up! I, I've also, I've also fallen into the Dave, shut up oh. before. So don't, don't, don't take it. Just take it for face value. I'm sure there are people when were out you there that tell Dave? me. Were you Dave before Sarah? Maybe. I am the Dame. Uh, ma. Yeah, so oh. ma, not a ver. Okay. Uh, so final bit of the rugby chat is Dupont in sevens. Yeah. You, you came on to me with a proper rant this morning. It wasn't a rant. No, not at all. Um, it was just very interesting. Um, the, the sevens, I, I spent, what, nine years on the sevens? Mm-hmm. And of that very small amount of time was televised. I can't tell you exactly what the numbers were, mm-hmm. but I I don't remember Sky Sports and or TNT slash BT being that heavily involved in the broadcast in this country. Mm-hmm. There's pizzazz now, though, isn't For there? For a long time. It is the Olympic cycle, though. They're, they're going to be... Even in the Olympics. Olympic cycle, no? I, I've been involved in two Olympic cycles. I know, you've refereed the Olympic final, haven't you? I just dropped something. Sorry about that. Um, I picked that one up for you, Sarah. Thank you. Well, I, I'll fight with your butler to pick it I'm, up. I'm sat on the side of the desk with Sarah, so I hope it wasn't anything bad. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I just find it really interesting that DuPont's come along and all of a sudden we've got TNT interest. And don't don't get me wrong, it was great, great watching, mm. but it's usually Rugby Pass that, that do all the footage. Yep. Um, and then obviously then sort of each country has their own but I don't remember it being on Sky on TNT in this country okay. and then DuPont all they could talk about was DuPont but he's, he's that good he is I think he's a fabulous marketing tool for the yeah. sevens well look what's happened to France without him 
they're just all over the place, aren't they? Well, I don't know if necessarily that's just they, they, him. They've lost their 9-10 combo, which made them worldy because they, yeah, they had okay. a forward pack that could marmalise it. If they'd have had their 9-10 against Italy, they'd have won that game by 30 points Okay. because yeah. they absolutely marmalised them for half an hour and just couldn't thread the needle. But he's, he's, he's and then, carving. And then, and then as the fatigue index kicked into the big guys, they didn't get looked after by the mm. half kicking them around the field intelligently. See, but he's, he's carving up the sevens, though. Fair play to him. Mm. You can put the rugby ball in the man's hands and he will do well, anything. bronze medal, haven't they? Straight away. So they, they, mm. they got edged up by New Zealand. Because, you know, New Zealand, they're going to have a, a bit... Because they have specialist players. Yes. Uh, and, and, and sevens have, is specialist. Well, this, this is the point, and I, yeah. this is why I'm not a massive fan of it, because I could never play sevens, because I'm huge. Oh, you do you know. You could no. not get around a sevens pitch. God love you, but... Well, look, let's get into the technical aspects. Off the field. Off the field! Can I talk about my flock of bees? Uh, oh, no. yeah, OK, go on. What's your flock of bees going on? I can't remember. No, it's a herd of bees. You <laughs> well, have when, a herd no, of bees in your it, bonnet. There was, there, was, there was two points. Uh, I had a few people contacting me, uh, Jeremy Chuggup at Barnstable. One is a tackle um, a mall, and there was a situation in the Mine England... was Joe Dixon. Oh, there was an, the, the England game where uh, it was um, the Scots got hold of a bloke and held on to him and just decided it was a maul and the referee gave them the scrum turnover. Whereas normally when somebody gets held up because to, to outlaw the choke tackle that the Irish used to do because the Irish used to try and stand people up in contact, loads of people grab hold and then you say it's a maul and the referee says it's a maul. So Sarah, let Sarah explain no, this still, one because that's still I, the case. well I'd say that maybe he calls no, a tackle because now, cause now what it's happens instantly is, yeah. a maul until it's a tackle, it's, so he doesn't need to call maul. No, give a, give a little bit more credence to it. It used to be that the Irish would all swaddle around somebody and they all start screaming at the ref, more, more, more. And then what happened was the referees seemed to have a directive to say, right, if it's a tackle, if it's if they're in contact and a few people get round, it say, right, tackle, everybody release. <laughs> a few yeah, people get round. It's still happens. Okay, but, so. but, but what happened on Saturday was it was that sort of setup. Nobody said anything and the referee went, yeah, that's a maul scrum. So is it I, beyond a bit of clarification the of when a tackle is a maul and when a maul is a tackle. Okay, so I'll give you the actual law definition of a maul. Um, it consists of a ball carrier and at least one player from each team bound together and on their feet. So, two, That's two people. One from each team. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and, the, and ball the ball carrier. carrier. It's, 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 yeah. But yeah. what's happened recently is when you have that situation is a referee goes, tackle, hands off, and everyone lets go. So what the difference is, is you get knees touch floors. Yeah, right. So they've, there was... There's a little bit of law around once your knees touch the floor, then it's a tackle in its rawest form, not to complicate anything. So you'll see players now fight to put their knees on the floor and then you'll hear players shout, his knees are on the floor or her knees are on the floor. Yeah. Um, so you get a situation where you as the referee have got to deem whether you think it's a tackle or a maul and at what point it switches from one to the other. Because there sometimes can be a delay in that. So what you th- everybody thinks and says, oh, that must be a maul, that must be a maul. And then you go, actually, it's a tackle. Everybody lets go. The ball keeps moving, so on and so forth. Because if you if you call a maul very quickly, it stagnates the game, stops the game, you have a scrum, and we slow everything down. It was down. a massive tool the Irish used two or three years ago. Was it, yeah. Basically, it was Gloucester, called choke tackle. Gloucester were the people who I think originally started this whole mm. choke idea years ago. So the real technical thing there, the difficulty is, isn't it, is that, and you'll have done it, and you know you've done it where you've called a maul just as the player gets the knee to the floor and yep. it's just bad timing unfortunately you've already called a maul it's there so as soon as two players meet it's not instantly a tackle if they're both on their feet and it's not instantly a maul Correct. you have Correct. this time when it can be either yep. sometimes the knee will get straight down or they'll fight it and you'll call tackle everyone has to let go yep. other times you'll shout maul as it goes they'll get their knee to the ground the second after you shouted maul uh, um, and that's it, turnover ball, because yeah. it is a maul. Yeah, it's 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 down to that interpretation piece as well. Um, and so it depends on, on what that referee is looking at the, at the time, how they determine, how they interpret, and then what they say. Um, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that that you don't say maul, but it clearly is a maul, mm. and well, therefore I think that's what took place. Was, was it, there was a few players in contact. I think the England team were all waiting for the referee to say tackle release. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. And then the re- normally the referee would say, well, this is now a maul. And then everyone piles in and they all try and take it to the ground or yeah. collapse maul turnover. But nothing was said. And he went, yeah, that was a maul. You, and, can't, and- take, you can't take it to the ground. That's what happens, though. You, you end up with a maul, and then <laughs> everybody piles in. What is it? <laughs> it's, yeah, the unsuccessful end. And yeah, then the maul, it's, yeah. 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 I like... Okay, and the other one, <laughs> when, when a kick can be charged, because... Italy are playing France. Italy have hung on in there. 
Yeah, let's change your word, get, get it correct. When can a penalty be charged? Okay, sorry. Not a kick. Okay, sorry. I, I meant a static kick. So when can a penalty... No, a, a conversion is okay. still a static kick. Okay, okay. You can, you can charge, charge a conversion. conversion. You can charge a conversion. You can't charge a penalty. So, so Italy have, by hook or crook, got it into the last moments of the game. They've got a penalty with the time is pretty much up. There's like three seconds left in the... No, there's, there's a minute and six seconds, isn't there? So they've gone for the kick set up for the kick the ball's fallen off the tee with about 10 seconds left interesting when the roof is closed on the french the french start the french the french like gust of wind blow gun <laughs> yeah, the, whole, the whole stand in unison went yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it genuinely <laughs> yeah exactly that is a kicker's worst now, nightmare i remember that as a kicker movement, you've then got movement some people move towards the ball then realise they're not allowed to move the, towards the ball. Carry on he moving. He resets it. Then stop. And then kicks it. Now, Yeah, he's, he's running out of time because he can see the shot but, clock. Yeah, there was like yeah. six seconds left and the refs urged him. But some of the French players moved. Was that material enough effect to say, hang on, you've moved. He now needs to have some more time. Right, the pod of bees in my head is doing my thing in now because my thing is the Italian captain should have stood up and talked to Christophe at the time, said, can you look at this again, please? They've encroached on it. Was Christoph at fault? He had a brilliant game all the way through. Should he have changed his mind? He might not have seen it, but it was down to the captain who should have said to Christoph, "We need you to look at this." I think that was kicked so. Down. So I go think on. We should have a chance. So this is an to interesting take point. This kick again. This is an interesting point. You want to look at it again? How are you going to look at it again? Through a TMO. It's the time it should be used. Right, and when is that is that within protocol? A, when you should be able to request a review. Oh, so you're going for cricket reviews? Yeah, you're so going captains for captains' have, review. Captains so can have two cap- reviews a game, and if if, well, if the review is proven to be conclusive, they can have two more. But I'm if it's not. wrong, they only have well, one. It's like tennis as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. What tennis I'm saying great. is, he should have challenged Christoph as the referee and said, "Sir, I think that they moved and they charged that down, and they were within ten meters when the kick was taken." There was a water, a French water chap who was wandering around t- the whole time, like one of those interesting things that people would never know unless you sort of played that you can't touch the posts if you're stood underneath them can you if you if you're touching the post and the walls kick towards it they can ask to take the kick again because the player's touching the post you just can't do it and there was a water guy there I wandering did around that. did you not know that <laughs> no nope. well, unless that's a law i've made up and i don't know I, but i was told have. I, was... <laughs> I was told really early on that you mustn't touch the posts when you're did like from 20 plus years ago the maybe post? No, are no, you no, sure that's yeah, even still you're in not the law to, well it probably isn't but it no. might have been when well, it, might it was be, put yeah. on in chalk or something Back yeah, in the day, no, but anyway, yeah, I know. But anyway, so what I'm saying is, the guy was wandering around like that. He should have appealed to the, the Italian captain. Should have said to the referee, "I think that that um, uh, the, the French players were moving. They were within ten of that kick. Can you look at it again, please, sir?" Yeah, but then people are crying out not to use the TMO, and you don't want the TMO to get involved. So no, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. But that was a crucial. But that was part a of the crucial, game pivotal, that meant last moment of the game. That was a brave call. Brave call all the way around. The French were going for it because they, they they had a man down. You say this is a crucial part. Genuine and you turnover. Say, you say this is a crucial sort of one of those moments where you're like, whoa, this needs an uh. intervention. Uh, take us back to the World Cup final when people were screaming the TMO should never have got involved in the knock-on. Oh, yeah, from, mm. the, from the, the, the trial. So, so where, again, where are we with another, this? Well, where are we? Because we're, yeah. we're screaming out we don't if, want to get involved. No, from my personal inflection, Coxie, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I no, me the, neither. The kick went down, but what's happened is after the fact, I think a lot of people quite fancied seeing the French lose. I'm with Tom Foley in the fact that something would have been rugby and morally wrong had he not chirped in at that time to have that gone off and if uh, Tempo was watching it and could clearly see I'm not saying he wasn't because there was so much going on on a busy screen if Tempo had been watching it and he deemed that the French player were moving and that the guy doing water shouldn't have been wandering around like he'd lost his chicken um, <laughs> <laughs> you know Lecoq the French thing and uh, the rooster and um, uh, yeah then he, he should be able to chirp in and go I think you need to look at this they, they, they yeah, encroached they... 10 metres they were moving uh, and then what a party it would have been! There'd been pasta and pizza everywhere. It'd have been I amazing. don't like. I don't disagree with the way in which you're coming at this, but we can't have it both ways. There is. It's been made very clear. You cannot step outside of protocol as a TMO, and you can't get involved in things. People are crying out for TMOs not to get involved, yep. but then all of a sudden it suits us now for a TMO to get involved. So now we want one there. So 
it's this this is is got to get rewritten at some point i'm sure and that's way beyond my pay grade <laughs> way well beyond. i'm gonna call it the frank sinatra <laughs> i want it my way yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's actually one of your better ones that you've ever come out with um i'm oh. i look i'm i i'm with you chris i think they're obviously we can look at this and we can look at it with a fine tooth comb are, are people really talking about the charge down? No, I think people are talking about how Italy played and yes. that's what we're after with rugby at the moment. Mm. I don't think we're after fine tooth combs to go through things. And I think this this is where we've got to change well, what... I quite I, I did quite like, and I'm sorry to jump in there, Coxie, mm. I did quite like Christoph making the call on Jonathan Dante's tackle right at the end of the first half where there's head-on-hand contact and he goes, look, He's upright. It's met the bat. It's met the um, threshold for foul play. So it's definitely yellow card, and we'll throw it to the bunker. So rather than mess about trying to make the decision on the red, it was like I'm. I'm. I'm saying that's why it's... the bunkers come back in. That's yes. why we like it. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it and, wasn't. And so so it speeds it. So we're not having an hour and a half of replay. Oh, Somebody yeah. else can do that. Always. And ben, what's his name? White ben House. Gatehouse. Ben Whitehouse. Yeah. He was the what? What the bunker. In, but what's his, what's his title? The bunker. It's not the bunker. It was four. It was a four-letter acronym. It was something like the match day foul play official adjudicator. Oh really? Oh, yeah, I didn't they, see they that. Had, they had some sort of, <laughs> they had some sort of moniker for him. I was like, wow. Well, I hope he's wearing full kit. I'm not his greatest fan, so. Um, he, he, no, they are not in full kit. <laughs> I can, can confirm. Ian Tempest was not in full kit. They've also got a camera that faces oh, mate, them. It was like it was like something out of a, a quiz show because it's like a spotlight on his head in a dark yeah, room. Yeah, and then and it, like, the camera's going up oh, his nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's only in France. <laughs> Otherwise, the camera's usually like pointing yeah. at the back of your head. So you just, I think for men, it's tough if you've got a bold spot. It's a highlight. Yeah, it's that. even tough in the front. I mean, I'm getting hair in my nose. Like nobody's business now. That's because you're getting old, love. I know exponential hair growth. Nose and ears. I have to keep plucking it. That's a shame for you. Tweezers, yeah, good. I know. You want to no, try I... being a woman? <laughs> I, I tried it. it for one night and it was awful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was actually talking to someone about this. What are you? Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh. Oh. We both used to work with. If oh. anyone is in doubt. Find Ian Dunstan's Facebook. Don't follow do it. it. He, he wore a pair of red high heels and don't hot pants. Do on it. No, not that one. That wasn't. No, not when I did no, the money supermarket. No, don't explain right. what you did because I know where you are and what this story is, and no one needs to hear it. It's not your. <laughs> I want to Brad, hear it. Brad, the rugby it. god. Will, I want to hear it. Brad, the rugby god. Will have, have to radio? beep it all off. Oh, okay. It's oh, not. Well, let's move to our final thing in the bin. Intelligent mouth guards. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> cool. What's it called by Craig Townsend? That not so intelligent. Well, it's, like no, but this, much, this, this it comes back to what I'm saying is we've had we've had Courtney Laws Tyndall broke rank this week as well and said you know rugby is a physical game we've got mm-hmm. to crack on and you've got the situation where Scott Barrett in in the Southern Hemisphere was saying he was really upset because players were being removed his tweet uh, so there was a, there was a piece on Rugby Pass or something that put it out Lewis Ludlow and Lewis Ludlum from Northampton and Gloucester have both said this is ridiculous. And the players know the game is dangerous. They want to play the game. They're aware of the dangers, and they're carrying on. And like, they've say, said that about the mouth guards, or yeah. just. But no, general. this is where the, the intelligent. The, the, the issue with the mouth guards is that it, it says that if you've had a deceleration event or, or an impact event at, at such a level that, that's been predetermined, you have to be removed for uh, HIA. Can I? Can I? Can I just say yeah. that we're all? This has come out into the media. This has been happening for a long time. It's just not been happening in the men's game. Yes. The women's game has been the prelim to all of this, yes. and this has been going on now for quite some time. And how have the women felt with it? Exactly the same, I believe. Just like, why are you taking me off the field? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there have been times where I've stopped as a referee, um, and they say the, the mouth guard's gone off. Mm-hmm. We need to take them off for an HIA, and you get a player that looks at you like, well, why am I going off? I was like, I don't know. Your mouth guard's gone off, so I, I can't help. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's really interesting. We're now making a fuss out of it, but it, but in the background, I feel a little bit that that the women's game has had to to go through all of this, and it's it's kind of we've not said anything, we've not gone after it, they've gone on with it, and then it comes into the men's game. The same things are happening, and everybody's like, oh, these mouth guards, these mouth guards. Well, just get on with it. Like, I think the technology. I love the idea of maybe the threshold set incorrectly at the it, moment. I don't know. Look, you have to try all these things. You mm. you have to try and, and at the moment it, it's it's happening. And, and I get I get Gregor's point and I, I think it's uh, well, he lost his prop down to correct, it, didn't he? So, correct. so to him it made a big impact. Well as, so, as soon as and Xander, the props. Xander Faggerson comes off, Elliot mm. Miller Mills comes on, they can see the scrum penalty yeah. instantly. So you're going I, I don't want him off the field. No and I get I get that. I hundred percent get it. Um it's it was in WXV I believe it was mandatory for for the women to wear it they had to have it and if you didn't have it in 
at the time of which you had an HIA, then I believe that they had to have the mandatory two weeks off. Wow. Yeah, so so there was no I, negotiation I gave up, on that. Towards the end of my career, you I You never up, used to wear one, but... No, I did, but mm. then what happened was Alfie Tuala punched me and all my teeth from my bottom jaw went through me, me, this bit of my chin. Oh, yeah. So I wore a bottom gum shield and then I got a smack and I put a load of stitches in my top lip and then I tried to do both bottom and That's top weird. and I couldn't breathe. It's because I've got teeth like a, I was like a, like a vampire. A I'll tell you what it was. He went <laughs> to see the dentist. Teeth like a horse. He went, it, no, it's like trying to plastic coat Stonehenge. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's one of his. No, the, the truth is, so the truth is, when I was a young man, I went to see the chief orthodontist on the world, and he found out I played rugby. He said, "Then I'm not going to do anything until you finish playing rugby." So my teeth are all over the show. And I, my nicknames I've had included Tombstone, Shergar, um, Stonehenge. I've had all the all the. My teeth are. You're in my phone as Bentos, the biggest with Stonehenge teeth and massive lugs. There you go. Because wow. my phone's set to read out when people ring me. That's, oh, that's why they... To, I think towards the end of my career, I just made the decision, if someone did knock my teeth out, I could have better ones put back in. <laughs> that's a good point, so actually. Played, yeah, that's so a really played, good point. I played my last two or three years without... I wore a helmet. I put a head guard on because my ears were goosed. But I was you like, nah, do not. I'd rather lose Yeah, and, 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 and look, teeth from the pyramids. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I understand the frustrations from people. I understand. I, but the, t- the technology is is there to be trialed it's being trialed at the moment it's for player safety it's to try and help the game um and yes it is taking this, people but off. this is the point if if you're driving your car at 70 miles an hour and someone says mm-hmm. oh you should only drive it's safer at 50 it's like yeah but i want to drive at 70 and, and some people might even go at 80 if you've got somebody that's impinging and going i don't want you doing that it's dangerous to yourself and i'm going mm-hmm. but i'm aware of the risks mm-hmm. and i want to do it don't stop me. Yeah. There's a, there's a there's nuanced a balance, point where, yeah, okay. where you've got to allow. And, and, and for me, I've seen three elite-level male rugby players, and this is the first time it's come across my radar, and all of them have gone, I don't want to be stopped from playing if I feel fine. Yeah. It was interesting. It's, it's difficult. It's a really difficult You can thing. take a high shot as long as you don't set their mouth guard off. Mm. It's funny, but what happens when you leave your mouth guard in your sock? Mm. And then they take you off for an HIA, and you're like, I haven't got my mouth guard in. Yeah it's in my sock and that's what's triggered the mouth guard that's happened i've also heard of people um put the mouth guard in the sock right. after the game have taken their socks off to give to the crowd and lobbed the mouth guard into the crowd oh wow <laughs> not not realizing then had to clamber in and go and get the mouth guard it's the one thing i'm protective over because it's the only piece of rubber kit i've ever bought yeah a mouth guard <laughs> it's interesting and they, they also i believe with the trials in wxv um in the women's game is that they had people follow each of the teams around with the mouth guard so it was like a, almost like a i don't know like a mouth guard agent if you like mm-hmm. that, that just dealt with them and making sure that they're, they're charged and what have you because I, I guess if you leave if you leave uh, electronic things to people they won't always charge it they'll forget yeah. it i've never seen one somewhere. i don't know how they work at they all. look they exactly just... like a um a normal so they've actually reshaped them so opro i believe came in and helped out with the shape of them because Daniel the original is the one ceo of opro because yeah. i used to oh, really? I used to yeah because he sponsors all the clubs they must I've, have I've some sort of shields. there's some sort of an accelerometer in them like yeah uh, it's saracens, like the gps's saracens yeah, used to have a, the ear one. a yeah but a weird thing stuck to their yes all the clubs wear gps surely the jeep because i remember that the conditioning coaches used to say if you've had so many deceleration events so you go you're going from from high high intensity meters which is at least 50 percent of your maximum speed to stop quickly that's a deceleration event where you've, you've you've either tackled someone you've been tackled you've smashed the rock something like that and they'd say right you've had six deceleration events so we've got to manage you through this week because you've had a lot of knocks and bangs you might not be feeling it but you have so i think I it's the, the the specific impact the and the velocity of the impact yeah, on the head because you get you get a whiplash type effect and that's that, quite often and you get the actual when, bang when itself. you see a good hit that is sort of chest height and it hits the chest or hits the ball that that momentum of the extra weight of the head because the head's a real heavy piece of kit mm-hmm. uh, especially some people's oh, no. I, I think this is a fabulous idea and yep. I think that it when it gets to a point where it's execution has been tweaked yep. and like we say that the sort of where the parameters sit I punch think, him in the face but don't set his mouth guard off <laughs> yeah but I, I th- no I do I do <laughs> could you imagine if there's an all in brawl like everyone's smacking each other and yeah, then they go, like, everyone's going off for an HIA <laughs> <laughs> 
We're now watching a game of sevens. Yes, yeah. No, I, I, I do I do think it's brilliant. I think we do need to introduce pieces of technology. I understand everybody's frustration. Players have to be protected from themselves at times. Yes. But we've yeah. got to find that nuanced point where they know and they say, I still want to do this. Yeah, and, and look, you, you guys use the analogy of, of like... Um, the risk is the reward. Yeah, and, and looking at something like boxing and things like that, mm. when they wear the mouth guards... They're not talking about yeah, boxers. Get no, because I've got a. And I'm, I, oh, he's I, got a herd of bees in his bonnet. No, as well. I have because I've, I've had a lot of arguments with a lot of people. We can't compare it to boxing because organised boxing, you have minimum three months off between fights. Rugby union, you could have five days between games. Oh no, I'm, I'm talking specifically around the mouth guard side yeah. of stuff. That okay. that if you wanted to put that type of thing in the mouth guard, you could, and that probably be one of the places that you could monitor what that looks like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think they're an ingenious piece of kit. I think they're they're very good for the monitoring of the game. I think they're very valuable in the data in which they're going to bring back and they're going to tell people about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is some tweaking to do. And the men's game is now seeing the same frustrations as what the women's game has seen since the um, women's um, World um, Cup. And when we started this podcast, it was the frustrations that the community game had with the high tackle rules. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, funny, exactly. I asked. Incidentally, I was in the car park before I came in, and I won't say his name, but there's a chap that used to play at Exmouth, and he said he stopped playing because he got simbin for tackling someone on the ball, ball and all tackle, and the ref simbin him. He said, if I can't do t- shots like that, I don't want to play. But really? the player you were talking to is an absolute weapon. He's so fit and so strong and probably should be playing leagues ahead of that and that's, yeah, that's why I think yeah possibly he's playing he, down he, the levels yeah, and he shouldn't be yeah, there, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a real quick thing and I've never really noticed this before we're at Radio X recording this in one of the great studios it's Studio 2 but it's not in the middle of the three studios why is that Brad? Oh, that's going what to upset me on, for years. Oh, no. I can't handle that. What on God's earth? I can't earth? handle that. So Where I'm, have I'm, you sat, got look, that I'm from? sat looking at Studio 2. It's no, on no, the wall. No, so but it's not in the middle. One. This is Studio 2, and in the middle is like the, broad, the, the weather. The news booth. It's the news booth. It's, it's different. News so it's booth. not a studio. It's not a studio. When is a studio not a studio? Here we go. When it's go a news on, booth. There we go. When's a mall, not a mall? When your knee's on the ground. Oh, okay. So we're nearly there. Just one final thing. We had my legal counsel. And there was a confusion between Ian and I who my legal counsel is. My legal counsel is actually Lord Nelson. Well, it's not me. No, his his code name is Lord Nelson. So, Lord Nelson, thanks for listening. Little Al is a different legal counsel that works for a lot of us at once. And Little Al lives in Ivanbridge, which you corrected me, but we got a bit confused with each other. Did we? We did. So, look, I think we've had a good pod. We're just about on the hour. Um, Sarah Cox, any other business from you? No, poor. Ian, I'm, I'm going to say there's no other business from me. I'm going to leave a last word to you as you are the hoot of rugby and you can entertain everybody. <laughs> and he's got a herd of bees in his bonnet. <laughs> so the final word of this podcast is going over to Mr. Ian Dunstan. When it comes to rugby, he might be irritating at first, but then he becomes a <laughs> Be whatever you can, unless you can be Batman, and then always be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Two locks and a cox. Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X with Exeter Chiefs. Things are heating up in the Premiership as the Chiefs take on Newcastle Falcons on Saturday the 23rd of March. Book your tickets today at tickethub.exeterchiefs.co.uk.